Welcome to another episode of Inside the Distillery with Cultivated Cocktails. I'm Leah Howard, and today we still have Taylor Howard with us. Uh, if you listened in the last episode, you were able to meet us as well as Real. Our head distiller is with us. But today we have an extra special guest. Uh, Grandmama is with us. And Grandmama, am I allowed to say your like full name? Sure. Yeah. So Grandmama is Gail Rogers, and she is... An inspiration for us, to say the least. So we brought her in today. It's a great story. I'm going to let her tell the most of it. But uh, thanks for tuning in. And we're going to start today off talking about our absolute best-selling product, the coffee liqueur. And it's our only family recipe product, actually. Oh, you say that, but, like, this is a family-owned distillery. So, like, really and truly, isn't it all just family? And then we've adopted real at this point. Like, That's you know. True. They all become family recipes if they stay around long enough, right? Right. Right. Exactly. So The only one developed before we started. Right. So this is an old recipe. And you know what? I'm going to tell you a little story about it that I tell people when when I'm in the production facility. I mean, when I'm downtown in the um, retail store. What I tell people about this is years ago, Taylor and I have been together. It'll be 16 years this year, right? And the first Christmas that I ever spent with the Howard family... I showed up and there was a bottle in, I, I think it was in a stocking, which by the way, stockings are like my favorite part of Christmas. So it was even better. And I pull out this bottle and it's nice little bottle with like a little cap on it and there's liquid in it and it's dark liquid and I'm getting more excited and I turn the little thing over and it literally says grandmama's Kahlua. Yes. So when I was first started dating Taylor, he would ask me, why do you always have vodka and Kahlua on top of your refrigerator. So that's how I grew up. We grew up on white Russians. And that, and that's still my family to this day. And so I grew up knowing all about a white Russian and Kahlua. And I was like shook when I saw this. I was like, oh my gosh. So I already had decided that like whatever happens between me and Taylor, that's fine. It is what it is. But Grandmama and I are forever. Like I was here for it. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Taylor. Yeah, good to know. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever told you that, but so yeah. So Grandmama's Kahlua recipe. We can't call it that, right? It's right, not a Kahlua. Right. It's a coffee liqueur, um, and you know we don't want to call it Kahlua because it's can't. way better than that. So Grandmama, tell us a little bit about the history and why you even started doing that. Um, well, the history is I had this old recipe that I've had for years, and I don't know where I got it. And then when I married Kent, uh, we gave gifts every year. He fixed baskets to give to special friends of his. And so I said, well, why don't we make some of this uh, coffee liqueur that I have the recipe for? So this is how we got started with it, is giving it away. And uh, so um, this is how I started, and I gave it to all the grandchildren and all my friends. And I only started with one gallon, and now I I do at least three gallons for giveaway at Christmas. You give away three gallons of coffee liqueur at Christmas. Yeah. So I always tell people, you know, this is a recipe, your recipe. And we don't use the same ingredients, per se, because we use a vanilla that we buy in bulk from Bourbon Madagascar. Um and you were using vanilla from the grocery store, right? And, and right. buying those ingredients. And we have a, a base here of vodka that, you know, we, we use, of course, being a distillery. And you were buying, I guess, vodka from 
no, I was buying the pure grain alcohol. She's like buying the heavy stuff. Yeah. And the fun <laughs> fact with that is coffee liqueur uh, oftentimes is made with a rum base, which we could do because we make a rum, but yours is way better. And I'm so glad that you make it the way that you do. And we have taken that recipe and now we use it in all of our coffee liqueur bottles. And we have a fun little story all about Grandmama on the bat, on the side. Have you ever read the story, Grandma? Yeah, I have. Okay, yes. okay. So there's a little story on the side of the bottle that talks about Grandmama and, and, and why we really appreciate that. But ultimately, I think that this is just one of the most heartfelt and, and real things that we as a business brought to the table because Taylor is smitten with his grandmother, just to be clear. <laughs> he loves her. And and so are we all. We all love her. And, you know, having something that we can carry on forever and, and we love and know is is really even more than just a business. I mean, this is just, it would have been fine to put it in a bottle and keep calling it Grandmama's Kahlua and pass it down, right? But we've we've brought it to the next level and are sharing it with the world now. And the world loves it. It's literally our best selling product by far. Um, and we really, we really enjoy having it. So I do want to talk a little bit about um, Grandmama signing some bottles and coming to our 10 year anniversary. But before we do that, I want to ask Real a question. Go ahead. <laughs> so, Real, you have to make a lot of this. Yes. Because we sell a lot of this. A lot, a lot. So, how do you feel? I mean, like, what is your take on making this coffee liqueur from a distiller's perspective? Well, um, this was kind of interesting. It was the first liqueur we released in our lineup. Um, prior to the coffee liqueur, we were producing only straight spirits. So in a certain sense, it initially gave a little bit of a technical challenge. You know, there's different processing and filter filtration methods and stuff like that you're going to use. They're going to be a little bit different on a liqueur. Um, and, it, you know, I, I really do enjoy, you know, we talked about this being the sort of family recipe in the lineup and that makes it to me at least one of the more special products we produce um and it kind of gives a certain joy in producing it um in that you know you get to kind of share something that's important to y'all's family and get to scale it up um and see it go to more people and see more people get that same enjoyment like you got the first time you saw it in a christmas stocking um but you know, uh, the main thing I think for us is trying to stay true to the original family recipe. Um, and that can be challenging sometimes, you know, um, things that are usable at home or things you would use when you're making a few gallons at a time can sometimes be a real challenge when you need to get enough of them to do it 250 gallons at a time over and over again. Um, but this recipe, um, you know, we've really honed it in, and I think we do a pretty good job of consistently sticking to that same flavor, um, and we try to just stay true to what it was originally, Grandma's Coffee Liqueur, you know? Yeah, I think we do a great job. I still have an original bottle at home that I can't decide whether I want to drink all of it or not. And you could always make me more, but it's, you know. It's, it's not It's not going to go bad. Right. It's not going to go bad. <laughs> and that's a question we get, honestly, often from people is, okay, when I open this, how long is it going to stay good for? Ever. It's forever. It's So all of our bottles are somewhere between 45 and 55 proof we try to hit. It's a little different 
every time. Um, so the one I have sitting in front of me is 47 proof. So right off the bat, we're, we're probably good to last for a bit. Also, it doesn't have any dairy in it or anything that you need to refrigerate by any means. So so if you're listening and we've officially got your mouth watering, you can order the spirit uh, online right now and, or come get it. And it will last you forever and always if you want it. Um, so, But it doesn't last anyone very long because it's in a tiny little 375 milliliter bottle. And I genuinely sell probably, I don't know, a, we get a lot of people that come in on a regular basis and they buy like two or three a week, right? This is, <laughs> so yeah. How many cases are you send in downtown a week? Uh, you know, we're just coming off the holiday season, so you see a lot more of these being sold. Well, a lot more of all spirits being sold, but a lot more coffee too. I would put it on average just in our tasting room. You know, we're going through... 48 to 60 bottles a week probably um if you average the year out um and that's just in the tasting room you know we also distribute it through north carolina um abc system um and you know sell a good bit probably about you know similar similar numbers through there um but yeah it's it's one of our best selling products so we go through quite a lot of it i brew between two to three batches in a year usually and each batch is 250 gallons a piece or about 2,500 bottles at a time. Um, so, uh, yeah, we go, we go through a pretty good bit of this stuff for sure. And to, to give you an idea, each batch is the equivalent of 16,000 cups of coffee. That's true. It's a lot of coffee. And yeah. there's a lot of caffeine, right? What's the caffeine? Yes. We calculated it, and I don't remember. It comes down to not exactly, but for nice round benchmark numbers, Taylor and I figured it at about an eight ounce cup of coffee in an ounce and a half shot glass, um, which is it's pretty interesting. One of the things that I think people really, really love about your recipe is that, you know, when you work with coffee, you almost always end up with something that is either very bitter or something that I call like coffee cake flavor, you know, where it kind of, or coffee ice cream, where it kind of tastes like coffee, but not really. And one of the things that really makes this recipe in particular special is it has a lot of coffee and a good bit of sugar to sweeten as well. So what you end up with is this sort of really beautiful balance of a good, strong, dark roasted coffee flavor um, and that sort of characteristic bitterness you're looking for out of coffee. But also it has that kind of sweet, rich backbone to it so that it still has a prominent coffee flavor but isn't necessarily have that sort of off-putting bitterness that sometimes people don't like so much about coffee. Um, one of my favorite things is when I'm doing a tasting with someone and I get the, well, I don't like coffee. And I get to give them the, well, you know, just just humor me on this one. Just give it a try and see what you think. And then you get to see that look on their face when their face lights up and they go, I hate coffee, but that's delicious. Yeah. yeah I know it is. I It absolutely is. And that that is just a really satisfying moment when you can kind of change someone's perspective on something as simple as coffee. They've probably gone their whole life saying, I don't like coffee. And you get to give them a chance to say, yeah, but what about this? You it know? is not bitter. No, not at all. Not mm -hmm. at all. No. I think that we get that a lot downtown in the tasting room and people are, oh, I don't really like coffee. And I'm like, you know, it's a, it's a sample. It just, worst case scenario, you don't like it, right? We already started there, so let's give it a shot. And, and when people try it, they're so surprised by it. And I do go to that, it's not bitter, you know, kind of thing. But I think, honestly, Taylor, right? You don't like coffee. I like coffee. I just don't drink it in the mornings or you actually give, anytime. He, he gives me... 
I mean, all the hell about drinking coffee all the time, just to be clear. you have to have <laughs> I don't, you know. Well, and so I don't have to have it, right? It's, it's more but, of a nuisance than a, like, oh, well, we can't go anywhere until I get my coffee. Or we got to stop and get coffee. And like, Come on. We're on our way to Dollywood. And we got to stop. Get 100%. Coffee. America runs on coffee, right? So America runs on coffee. And the funny thing about that is, well, there was nothing funny about COVID, but during COVID, previous to COVID, I would always tell people, you know, what do you, they'd be like, what do you do with this? Put it in your coffee, right? You could totally just add it to your coffee or you can, we have lots of other things, right? Right. White Russians. Um, on your ice cream. Ice cream, mm -hmm. pour it over your ice cream, pour it on pancakes, make a espresso martini. Like we have a s'mores cocktail. Like we have a plethora of options that, that we do, but you know, pouring it in your coffee is the easy answer to that and I always just to tell people you know just make sure you get your kids to school before you pour it in your coffee <laughs> right and then COVID and nobody went to school and I was like whatever right get through that zoom session mom just pour it in there it's fine just or drink <laughs> just it straight start yeah. the day man pour it over some ice <laughs> yeah drink it straight yeah. Mm -hmm. drink it straight a lot of people do drink mm -hmm. it straight um we've had a couple of, of locals bring us tiramisu or some kind of dessert that they've used it in and and that's really delicious. So we are, um, what all of us are looking at a tiny little uh, dab of coffee liqueur in front of us right now. So per usual, we do drink on the show, right? And we try to give you guys listening the experience that we're having. So I'm actually going to ask Grandmama to, to take up your, what is, what I have noticed is a medicine cup. Real here at the production facility is real fancy, and we mm -hmm. have uh, little measuring that cups. That was my fault. <laughs> and we like things that have measurements on them. I mean, is, that's fair. Yeah, that's good. Totally fair. Graduations are good. Graduations are good. So we, I'm going to ask Grandmama to, you take a sip of that, and you tell us your thoughts. It's your recipe. What it was is I hit the wrong button on Amazon. Mm -hmm. My thoughts are, I like it. Out. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> good, because we don't want to mess it up. Yeah. Right. Good. And, and yes, I would make a, um, if I don't make a white Russian, I may just use the milk and, and the coffee liqueur. Mm. Right. And leave Over out the ice. vodka. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, so funny story. We didn't, we didn't release a vodka until later in our um, production. So, so the first thing that we released was our rum and then we released a gin. And then after that came, I honestly don't, shades come before, no, coffee came before shades, right? No shades? Shades, then coffee. Okay, so we have our shades of rosé, which is a- Within a couple of months of Red wine barrel rested gin, yeah. And then our coffee liqueur. So so we had only those four products for mm -hmm. a, a bit of time, really, before we finally got a vodka to make a proper white Russian. Um, rum Russian is just as good if you've ever tried it. It is great. And it is an option if you don't have vodka. However, you know, when we get off work, we like to to take a little shift drink or shift shot, right? You got to wait till you're done and clocked out in the whole nine yards. But we like to do that. Well, I don't know. Everybody just, well, everybody's go-to is coffee or maybe the rum or whatever, right? I like the gin. But one day we were noticing Johnny Boy he, he, Johnny Boy is an accountant now, and he, he's doing his own thing, but he was with us for a while, and, and you know his sense of humor is great, and he's just a great person. And I looked over, and he's 
he's mixing. I said, what are you doing? And I'm taking my shift shot. Well, what is in the shift shot? Because our shifties were always just, you know, mostly coffee liqueur. That's our favorite. He mixed half of the shot with rum and half of the shot with coffee liqueur. And so we call this now a shift shot or a shifty. And if you know, you know. You can ask for it downtown. All of our staff know what it is behind the bar. They know what a shift shot is. And you can ask for it. Not everybody knows. It is not on the menu. So if you listen to this podcast, keep it a secret. I mean, not the podcast, but keep the shifty a secret. And come down and and ask us for a shift shot because that is our little, like, ode to to Johnny Boy and also uh, one of the first things we did to mix the coffee liqueur. And it's great. I think it's great. Real, did you taste it? I have, yeah. Tastes delicious. Tastes like a good batch of coffee liqueur, you know. Um, yeah, not, not much to say. It's something we do all the time. Um, the good news is we do this one really regularly. It's nice and consistent. Um, and you know, this one tastes like it hit the mark. Does that have a batch number on it? Just curious. Uh, yeah, it's batch eight. Okay. Second to last. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, we're on nine now. So that was our, our previous batch and tastes pretty much like batch nine tastes, which is exactly what we try to do here. You know, um, You've nailed the proof on the last four. Yeah, uh, yeah, the first few tries. um, Just a weird little note on production, but anytime you're making spirits that have sugar added to the spirit, like this one and most of our core lineup do, um, the methods and the equipment we use to check the proof in traditional spirits rely on density. Once you bring sugar into the equation, that kind of makes that really hard to figure out what the actual alcohol content is, which is why, you know, there's going to be slight variabilities batch to batch, but without the equipment to check it, it's really hard to adjust it. Um, So, you know, we relied on uh, an out-of-house laboratory to kind of make sure we got our proofs right. We want to make sure whatever's set on the bottle, whatever you're buying is exactly what we're selling you. Um, and we've finally gotten the recipe dialed in enough that they're really nice and consistent now. You know, first few batches, there's always going to be small variations batch to batch. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure Grandma Gail over here can attest as well that, you know, every time it changes a little bit every time you do it. Um, but with this now, we've really got it dialed into a consistent product and, you know, we can crank them out pretty easily. Yeah. Well, and we have a couple of bottles here and there that are signed by Grandmama. Not all of them are. Um, she did come to our 10-year anniversary and sign a bunch of bottles for people who bought one and then would bring it to her. And she was like the Santa Claus in July, basically. Like, you know, what do you want? You want your bottle signed? Okay. And um, people brought them to her and she signed them. And we have a couple of of those lying around, but they aren't just for the taking necessarily. Unless, I don't know, Taylor had Grandmama sign a bunch right before this. I don't know what the plans are. Those, uh, I kept one, and I kept one for my dad, and, and she's got uh, people who are wanting them, so those are for her. Okay, yeah, see? Mm-hmm. Sorry, crowd. Yep. <laughs> it's super special still, and, and I and I agree with that. Like, it is it is a special thing, and I'll probably keep our bottle that you signed. We'll never open that, and we'll always have it. It's always exciting. Well, there's the story on, on, her, on her bottle about her. And, right. Um She's wearing her name tag. She's got a Cultivate Cocktails name tag. Grandmama got her own business cards. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Um, so you want to tell us how you make it? I, I filmed it, uh, and I haven't 
had time to put anything together on it, and I would actually even like to get uh, one of our buddies who is a filmer do it, uh, just in case I don't ever get to it. But uh, you want to tell us your process? But don't tell us all the ingredients, right? I, I can tell you what goes in it, but I won't tell you the amount. Or 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 exactly what they are, because we don't want to divulge the yeah the recipe to well, the world here, gonna, right? You know, we're going to okay. use coffee and sugar, right? And we're going to use some alcohol with it, mm-hmm. and of course we're going to mix all that at a at a certain degree, and then later at the end, that's when we add the alcohol and uh, some vanilla flavoring. So, so but, you cook the sugar? No, I don't cook it. I oh. just dissolve it. Okay, and then you put the sugar in. So she's she's got her pot I on the stove. Dissolve the coffee. Right. You don't want me to go into detail. No, though. I don't. No, no. I, you can. You, you can, can go, go into. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a little okay. Bit. I dissolve the coffee and then I put the um, water, more water in. You have to put it in a small amount of water to start with, and then you put your full amount of water, and then you put your. Uh, after you do that, you put your sugar in, and then you make sure that all the sugar is dissolved, and it's you keep it warm, but you do not boil it. And because you don't want to make it into a, a candy, you know, a, right. a syrup that that's uh, thick. But and then after that, then after it cools down to normal room temperature, then you could put your uh, alcohol beverage in. So before Christmas time, you can and well throughout the year actually, you can go in your garage randomly. I can I got, I do this in my kitchen and then I put it in my garage to let it sit. You have to let it sit for a number of days before you can pour it up and give it away. Yeah, there'll be this jug of yeah, coffee I've liqueur. Yeah, I've got a, cal- a gallon jug of coffee liqueur sitting out in my garage. Yeah, in the corner out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, but Sometimes I have to too. have certain certain little bottles to put it in. So, um, and I've had to order some this year. So. Nice. And Grandma makes a mean margarita, too. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. She, she knows what she's doing when it comes to to alcohol. We're yeah. not mad about it. Sunday fun day at the other Sunday house. Sunday fun day. Nobody warned Grandma me about the margaritas, margaritas before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So speaking of that product, we got a bag here. Is this a bag we had or Grandmama brought? Grandma oh. brought this. Okay. It says Gail's Coffee Liqueur. Um, it's in the same bottle I remember, the little flip top. Yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. how many mills that is. It is. It is a cup. Well, okay, eight, one cup. Eight ounces. Eight ounces. Mm-hmm. Flip top. I measured it to make sure to see what was in that, what that bottle hold held. Did you, bring, did you bring other cups? I did. I brought several other cups. Let's uh, you put them side by side. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I don't think you've ever had this, real. I have not. Yeah, I've been uh, going off. Basically, yeah. No, kind of, kind of flying blind uh, a little bit. Now I'm a little nervous. Shake it. Yep. Always yeah, shake so it. So all, all, all of our products, or well, not all of our products, but all of our liqueurs. Will settle, and you do shake them. And look at the bottom and make sure. That's right. Make I sure always it's all look gone. at the bottom, and I, when it's all clear. These do the same thing. Uh-huh. Shake them, and they don't go away. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I haven't had yours in a long time either, because I won't finish ours off, right? So so I'm curious, too. I, this is It's been a minute since I've had it. You know, this, the bottles remind me of tiny baby milk jugs, old time. They look like them, don't milk they? Milk jugs, mm-hmm. right? But babies, right? It's a cup. So, and this is your most recent batch, right? Yes. 
So it's yes, because uh, see that's got uh, rather than me using a bigger marker, that's got my just a regular ink marker. Yeah. Okay. And that's how I ended up with them. Okay. Usually I get uh, my granddaughter Maggie if she's home, or Kelly to print on there or put the uh, label on it because she they print better than I do. That's funny. Taylor and I have to get folks to come help us number bottles in the distillery all the time because we both have um, not great handwriting. <laughs> ours has nothing to do with age, though. No, ours is uh, just uh, mine is age. skipping <laughs> lessons in kindergarten, I think, or something Grandmama like that. But. Is, is how young are you, Grandmama? I'm uh, 87. 87. And you wouldn't know it by looking at you or listening to you. She's 87 years young for sure. Still climbing stairs and everything. I won't say it's because of the coffee liqueur, but I won't say it's not. I'm just saying. <laughs> Maybe it's the margaritas. So in, in now, before you used a different vanilla, but now you're using the same vanilla that we use. Yes. Um, and, and using a form of the same alcohol that we use. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I've been given that... Uh, uh, Product but, to use to yeah. make my my coffee liqueur. Uh, basically, now. our vodka. Yeah. Uh, so. mm -hmm. All right, Grandmama, is, did is you get? A, is this a new one? Oh yes, ma'am. Yeah. Let me slide. Oh, okay. So now we're gonna compare. Who Taylor? I've blown. My, I haven't done sugar since Thanksgiving <gasps> of twenty ones. Oh, right. um, minus the few random mill or pipette here and there of, mm -hmm. of the ginger liqueur. And you, or whatever. you kiss me. Oh yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so this will be a temporary I just can't say I'll just say the one time. But you gotta tell us how how you feel about it. You gotta taste it. We should we should have given them Ask to Grandma. You. We should have given them blind to you. I wanna hear yours first. I wanna hear yours before I hear grandma. Let her go. Okay. I just thought your palate is clean. Right? You Not do. now. <laughs> Not now. All right, Grandmama, did you taste yours against ours? Yes. Okay, how do you feel? I think mine is maybe just a little bit thicker in okay. consistency. Mm -hmm. And it may be uh, that maybe the longer I let it sit in the... But your your bottles sit for a long time before they're used. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, absolutely. It, it could be the... Uh... Maybe the, the pot. I mean, we're dealing with such a large volume. Yeah, pot. Yeah. And I'm kettle. using a little. And, yeah, <laughs> and a gallon. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, the flavor, though, pretty, pretty on point. Pretty much. The other thing, all pretty much the same. Yeah. Throw in there for consistency yeah. as we, you know, filter ours. We run ours through. If you had more filters, than one, kind of one of these, you're you're not going to know the difference. Right. Yep. Right. And that's true. Yeah. We do have a filter. Mm -hmm. We filter at the end, um, and we have a. a glycol controlled tank to help versus just ambient temperature so but yeah and all that does is just help it settle a little bit quicker than putting it out in the garage we can control the temp get it cold and keep well, it cold you know, know. sometimes what i do is is to so that i can cool mine down sooner that i can finish it because see this is sitting in my kitchen yeah it takes up space yeah mm -hmm. so i will put a a container of ice and put a little water in it and then set my pot down in there and to let and it gradually cools it to room temperature for me that makes sense that's it basically uh -huh. exactly what, what our glycol tank yeah. is just bigger and you're more, more industrial but the same yeah. idea yeah, yeah. yeah. so and, and i remember when we were making this 
back, I don't know, whatever year that was, uh, during our trials, actually, it went through your AB Tech class. Mm-hmm. Uh, we and did a hundred and did. hundred yeah. and something different samples, uh, or taste uh, panels, kids and adults, uh, uh, not not under twenty one kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, AB Tech students, people and, still in school. Yes, <laughs> and it for this particular thing, uh, brewing and alcohol and what is it? Brewing, distillation, fermentation, mm-hmm. BDF. Yeah, um, and uh, we tried two local coffees. Um, we tried two commercial pro- uh, coffees. And um, it it was hands down the exact same company that you used. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the clear winner. Um, and I remember you coming in and, and trying it because we had different vanilla. I did. I had a, you gave me a three different little cups of. And you could tell you you. Were, I, well, I've tasted each one of them. And I knew exactly which one was mine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and you could tell, and then yeah. you could tell about the different vanilla because our vanilla is actually twice as strong as your original right. vanilla. And I have to use a smaller amount to make uh, mine right. when I use your vanilla. And we were still trying to figure that out, and we were using the exact recipe, and it you wasn't it wasn't work, working too well for us. And then we had to figure out that vanilla that you had to cut it right. So, and we were told that by the manufacturer, but obviously oh, okay. we didn't. Uh, you know. Well, you passed it along to me, so I have a little container that says, "Use half the amount." That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I, I mean, it was trial and error. There's a trial and error with every spirit. I, I mean, it's always a research and development process, whether you come with a recipe or, or not. It It's always that. But even in this, we, we didn't want to mess it up, right? And we wanted to know exactly what we were doing. So I was not a part of the hands-on development piece. Like, I wasn't distilling it or anything like that. But I was a part of the tasting and the, and the long I mean, gosh, we probably, we surveyed how many, did you say, 200 people? Uh, well over 100. And so what's funny is, too, that, so it actually wasn't ever finalized till Real was here. Correct. So we were in R&D, Reel's at, at AB Tech, going through this whole brewing and distillation program, fermentation program. Uh, and then he comes to us. That was there's a year or so gap in between. Right them. about that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But not too long ago, you and I were looking back through the old taste panels yeah. and found my tasting notes in there yeah. from when I was in school before I worked for uh, before I worked for Cultivated. We found it interesting for that and the gin. Uh, yeah, that and Highway Nine, and I think, I think that was it. Yeah, yeah. but um, you were here on the whiskey. I was. Yeah. So. Um, but this one does, you know, just on a little personal note, this product holds a little special kind of place in my heart because. Because the R&D process was ongoing when I came to work here, but it wasn't quite done yet. Um, The highway was already out. Hazel 63 was already out. The first batch of Shades of Rosé was already in bottles, and the process was kind of locked in. It wasn't on the market yet, but it was was ready to go. Um, But this is the first new product that came out of the distillery kind of after I took the reins, and that's always pretty cool, you know? Uh, What year? Uh, that would be 2018, okay. I believe. Yeah. So I, I, I think I wasn't sure. Yeah, I think I came on in January, and the first batch of this went out the doors right around like May of 2018. So it it was very close to being done at that point, and you know that does help a lot when you have a good recipe to start with. Um, but in some ways, you know, when you're when you're creating new products um, at distilleries, in a certain sense, having a recipe as a starting point can be 
a big help um, because it'll kind of give you a direction to go in. Um, but in some ways, it presents a whole other challenge in that instead of just doing something until you think it tastes good, you do something until you're getting to a specific flavor. Um, and when you're trying to adjust processes and all that kind of stuff, that can actually be kind of an interesting and unique challenge trying to get exactly to one flavor as opposed to just what is well, good. Just for my small amount, then for you to create such a large amount, it takes a lot of technology to do that. It certainly does. Not everything's linear. No, it's not. It, it's it's not. And, you know, anything we make will go through the same process. It'll start out small. You know, we'll mix a quart mason jar or something that size, something the size of your bottle, just to test an idea. Um, eventually, we'll roll that up to something bigger, and we'll make five or six gallons at a time and kind of see how that changes and do that until we get it just how we want it. And then you'll scale it up again, and the next thing you know, you're cooking... 100-plus gallon kettles full of coffee and sugar and water. It's pretty fun, actually. Yeah. Yeah. All the, all the processes here are small, right, because we're a small distillery. Sure. We're growing really quickly, and, and that's becoming an issue as we, you know, find ways to creatively fit in our space and also find ways to, to kind of scale up with our new uh, – you've got a new – Labeling machine being built by Western Carolina or filling and filling capping, and capping yeah. machine okay. and and we're having you know labeling well, all the time and bottling all the time and, and so we're growing it and that's great but all of these little things have to be worked out and um, adjusted and there's always something to be figured out calculated or thought about or or redone and and so I just personally want to throw it out there since we have to redo things all the time anyway what if we did a special release of the coffee liqueur in the bottles that grandmama gets that is highly that's possible yeah if we can get some 375s or can uh, can you seal it we can seal it with just those and shrink band it yeah can you okay Mm -hmm. well we'd have to get a ttb approved volume my last bottles that were that i Got around with the same flip top. Yes. Okay. And I have not used those yet because I haven't made any since I've got those bottles. Mm. And uh, but they cut. They hold the same amount. They don't. To me, they don't look quite as neat as that. But you can come and look at them, at, or I can bring one over here and let you see them. Maybe we do a um, hundred or something. It's doable for Just, sure. We can change the bottle, no problems. Yeah. Uh, we gotta mm-hmm. make sure our label fits on it. Um, yeah, but, but now what would you sell a little bottle like that for? Well, we'd have to keep the same. Uh, if we change volume, we've got to go resubmit to the state. Oh yeah. Um, okay. But we can get a volume that's you... three seven five in a flip top, just like that. Oh okay. And if our and... label fits, that's great. If it touches a little bit, that's fine too. Just oh, if okay. we're doing a, a hundred bottle okay. thing, then that's... so it'll be a round bottle, but this with this same top. Probably, yeah. yeah. More, yeah, than li- more than likely. I, I'd like to get it as close as possible to, and that's so it's nostalgic for me, right? And and for most of the family probably. But in general, I just, it's a lot of what we do here is really based on family and and our history and being natives here and whatnot. And I personally like looking at the table and watching the bottle. I'm like, oh, I miss that bottle. And I don't know how feasible it is, but it would be really fun. Your hand tying the ribbons on. I'm just calling that I out will, right now. I will. I <laughs> will hand tie the ribbon. I'm happy. I'll write on it and, too if you need and, to. And uh, we'll give you. Can you do a hundred of those little t- circles? We'll put those on there too. 
those little grandmama's coffee liqueur. I'm also out on that job as well, yeah. just to clarify. Is, and then you'd seal that on there? No, we'll just let that hang. We'll let seal the top. Yeah. Oh, and actually, sure. you know, I, I said we'd have to make our label fix, but we have an in-house label printer. As long as we match everything that's on that label, TTB-wise, we can print them in-house. Uh, well, then and could make you them print, print a small one, or as long as we keep the the volume the same. Okay, so yep. if I if I print well, if you took one of these, you can copy it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Mama, do you have anything to say special that you wanna you wanna say? Yes. Okay. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I had a feeling that was coming. Amen. I wanted Amen. to give you that opportunity. Okay. Um, yes, yeah, so we love that. We love Grandmama. And you guys just got a little insight. Unless, hey, real Taylor, do you have anything? So I'm good. Those listening just got a little insight, honestly and truly, to exactly how this works in our distillery on a daily basis. Somebody says, "Wonder if we could do insert crazy idea," and we all go, "Uh, yeah, I think we could," and we figure it out. And that's literally how we function here. So, so that was great. Um, if you've been listening, then you. That's how we work here, and it's a lot of fun, and we can we can attribute all of that to more products to come, more things that we're doing, uh, probably next up the Rare Batch series, which... No, next up is the Honey Whiskey. It just got approved by the feds. Oh, yeah, that's right. You said yesterday. last night. Okay. Yeah, this is a big deal. And It is a big deal, because that's, the Honey Whiskey's... That's been in bottles for how long? Over a year. Yeah. Or approaching a year. Close. Yeah, about a year. And we've been dealing with... Uh, not necessarily just the TTB on labeling, but our uh, designer went MIA. We have a new guy. We actually had to rush some other products out before it that were for the Capitol Christmas tree. Um, and now we're finally getting back around to it, and they got approved yesterday. So we'll get them the final files, uh, maybe even tonight, and I can print them next week. This, is, uh, this honey whiskey has been a classic example of good things come to those who wait because it has taken a lot of patience. When you have good spirits sitting in bottles and you know they're there, every party wants to get them out to the public as soon as possible. And we've everything that could be a hurdle has been a pretty solid hurdle on this one yeah. after it goes in the bottle. It was super smooth getting it through processing. But um, yeah, that's uh, if you're a fan of our spirits, I highly recommend you make a trip to the tasting room to get a bottle of this. It'll be well worth your time. And limited edition. I mean, it's limited. not going to be a lot of it, so you know we won't. Three hundred some bottles, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Around that, and depending on how many I carry off for myself. <laughs> right. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> it'll, it'll I want one before I leave. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it will uh, start off our uh, collector series that we got coming out, like you were talking about with the rear patch. Yeah. Yeah, so we have a lot of things that come out of uh, the distillery. We probably get caught up in a lot of things that we we shouldn't, but this is just who we are. We're very creative and ingenuitive and, and excited about what we do. So that was a little insight into that and a little insight into our family and Grandmama the Great. And you guys can uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna post some photos of Grandmama, and I'm gonna make your fa- I'm gonna make you famous, Grandmama. No. <laughs> I'm going to post some uh, photos uh, up on our Instagram, probably put them out on our website as well so they can kind of live there. So people can see and put a face to the story and the name. Um, She's beautiful, so it's totally worth it. And, yeah, I think that that's that's our best-selling product by a wonderful woman who is 
carrying us all at this point. So thank you, Grandmama, and thank you, Real and Taylor, for being with us on this episode of Inside the Distillery with Cultivated Cocktails. I wanted to add one thing right before we go. Previous, uh, well, I guess all the way up until right before COVID, my dad was still drinking, and you're drinking fairly often, and between it always probably bounced between the two of you, but y'all going back and forth were always our number one and number two customer as far as consuming product. More than my dad? No, no your dad by far currently. Once COVID hit, your dad took over with coffee and vodka. <laughs> I, the ABC store key, can't so keep him was, in stock. It was uh, your dad and me that bought more of your product, wasn't it? That's but right. You see, I've cut down too. That's right, yeah. And he's cut down, <laughs> you've cut down, and uh, Leah's dad has definitely made up oh, for that. Oh, my dad has made up for it. Uh, oh, okay. Keep yeah. it in the family. That's right, yeah. <laughs> All right. right. I, Taylor has to have the last word. It's fine. No. All right. We'll see you guys next time on Inside the Distillery with Cultivated Cocktails.